Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Except it's not, it's me, it's Catherine Boyle. I'm usually here with Ian, but uh, we're a man down. It's all right, you'll be back on Monday, 0344 499 1000. We're talking about the complications of being part of a family and whether you know, family has got to come first at all times and whether it's possible to do that, really. Um, no one's from a perfect family, are they? 0344 499 1000. Uh, we're also talking about... Oh, yeah, I wanted to ask you about... Can someone explain to me what this lip thing is, right? Because I've noticed that um, some... They're not even surgeries. Some beauticians are offering, like, an Insta face. Have you seen this? Well, they'll do your eyebrows, those nice, big, thick eyebrows. I'm all about... I, I like thick eyebrows. I've, you know... I, I like a pair of thick eyebrows. I was always warned never to pluck them too thin because they won't grow back. My mum had those sort of 70s eyebrows that look like paisley, you know, like a, like a tadpole. I was always warned, don't do that. So thick eyebrows they'll give you. Fillers, I mean, and we're talking about women in their early 20s, before things have started to go south or fall off, they're doing these things, and great big lips. But the thing is, because these things are quite pricey, there are companies on social media, Instagram, Facebook, that will send you the equipment to do these procedures on yourself. Now... I know, it sounds like a terrible idea, but I also know what it was like when I was in my 20s and um, hard up. I might well have... I'd like to think I wouldn't, but I was as daft as everyone else. I'd like to think I wouldn't have done it, but, you know, I end up with these great... Have a look online, honestly. Um, some of these girls are ending up with... And boys are ending up with great... Bit, do you remember Ivy Tilsley when she did her lips? And everyone was supposed to not have noticed that this, you know, long-running character in Coronation Street had had quite a remarkable makeover. Some women are coming out looking like that, like a like a character from The Simpsons, or 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 more like one of those fish that sticks on the side of a fish tank, you know, one of those. I mean, it's not a natural look. It's not a natural look at all. But I think it's something that we're getting used to seeing more and more. And maybe it's something. I'm hoping what it's going to do is. Do you remember when people started getting obvious boob jobs in the 90s where they looked like two balm cakes stuck on, like a, on an ironing board, when they could see the roundy bit at the top as well as at the bottom? I'm hoping that what's going to happen with this is that we'll all realise it's a daft look and move on and maybe embrace something a bit more natural. But that's because I'm an old fart. I am going to have to stop my daughters at some point, aren't I, from, um, quote-unquote, enhancing themselves. 
unless something very radical changes in the next 10 years or so. 0344 If you fancy getting something done, I'd love to talk to you. Or if you've had something done, is it possible to get this, these procedures done with your lips, for example, where you don't look like you've been punched in the kisser? 03444991000. And also, because it's getting a little bit dark, and I don't mind that, it's my job to navigate the waterways of conversation with you tonight. But rather than being completely dark all the time, we were talking a bit at the start of the programme about looking for the joy in life, because it's that time of year where everything's a little bit depressing. We've got Christmas has been and gone, and we're back in the swing of things. What are you looking forward to? Let's have a talk about that. What's the next thing you're really looking forward to? I'd love to hear those stories. 0344 499 1000. First, though, let's have a quick word with Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Hi, Catherine. Hey, what's going on? Oh, not much. I, I need to say I was pissed myself off in there when he said <laughs> to me, the boob jobs with the roundy bits at the bottom. <laughs> You know exactly what I'm talking about, though, I don't know, you? Yeah, I know exactly. They're not the most attractive. No, but for a while, yeah, it, that was yeah, that was what they were supposed to look like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the Mitchell yeah, brothers yeah. peeping out the top of your... Uh... Exactly. Anyway, go yeah. on, Andrew. You've not come here to talk I filth. Know, I was just... I was just... Phone just when you were talking with the family. Yeah. My family's awfully fractured. Really? I've got a brother that's disappeared. Nobody knows where he is. He was a golden boy as well. My, my mum loved him. And being my sister and for dis- disagreements. It's, families are funny things, aren't they? They are very funny things. But so, is, have you always been that sort of family that that rowed or did something particular no, happen? Things happen, but it's, 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 it's just, it's just a strange thing. Yeah. I've got, I've got one brother, sorry, two brothers, and my sister. Mm-hmm. And my sister doesn't talk to me anymore. That I say one of the brothers had disappeared, but me and the other brother are just Steve's. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's a funny thing, be found. Do you think? Do you think you're better off this way rather than trying to make it? You know, happy families. No, I've tried. I've yeah. tried. I've tried. You just don't get on. I've been in contact, but I went to my sister's a couple of months ago and just cold called her at the door. Sorry, what was that? You're a bit muffled. Tell me again. Uh, sorry, I went. I went to my sister's the other month. Just you... cold called her at the door. Yeah, what happened? And it, it went well. But then she texted me after I'd left, going, don't ever turn up at my door again. Oh, really? That's weird. Oh, that's weird. That's weird. That's weird. What's going on there, do you think? No idea. No idea. As you say, they're... And uh, you were saying earlier as well about cousins and things. Yeah, I go and bear with my cousins and doing it. My actual siblings. Do you think maybe because there's less, less pressure to get on? Probably. A bit more I, space. Uh, uh, I could be. It could be indeed. It's just the way it goes sometimes, I wonder. You don't seem... Are you? I mean, how do you feel about it? You don't seem massively bothered. No, it really does make me sad. Yeah. As I say, especially the other brother that's... 
not been touched. I mean, my father passed away, and he's not got any idea because no, none of us know where he is. God. What what happened with him then? What did he did he tell you he was cutting himself? No. Was it obvious that he wasn't? No, he, just, no, he was. He was. Oh God, how do I explain this? As I say, he was the golden boy. He was my mum's favourite. And then all of a sudden, he just upped and went, and never, never get in touch. As I say, he doesn't even he doesn't even know that his dad's passed away. Gosh, he'll have reasons, won't he? Okay, it was always a bit of. <laughs> Arsehole. <laughs> That's probably the limit yeah, of what we can say uh, on the radio, but yeah. I know what you mean. He used to. Yeah, he was about a bully. Oh, well. really? But your sister, yeah. you think there might be hope there, but what what, what was the thing? Uh, we're still in contact. But, uh, oh, I don't know. Can I make a suggestion? Because obviously she doesn't like being confronted on the doorstep and she, and, and maybe the reaction you got wasn't entirely real and it was only afterwards that you got the real reaction. And that must have right. hurt, by the way. That's, that's horrible. What about if you were to write her a letter and, and put everything in it? Not, no, nothing, nothing aggressive or angry or anything like that, but just telling her how you feel about her not being so much in your life anymore. And then you leave the ball in her court there, but you've said it. No, that's what I would have with that. That's, that, that's, that's good. As I say, I do miss her. She was, she was my best pal growing up. Tell her. Tell her. Because the worst thing that can happen is it stays the same as it is. No. Andrew, you're a nice fella, I can tell. Oh, I can't get my faults, but I'm not the worst. No, exactly. Write them down. Write them down, and if you—I don't know if you've got someone who could just read it through to make sure there's nothing in there that could cause offence or anything like that. But then just stick it through the letterbox and see what happens. And then at least you've tried. Aye, that's. I'll do that. And you know what? Even if you just write it and don't send it, it's probably worth just getting it out on a page anyway. Aye. Good luck, Andrew. Right. Thanks. Take care of yourself thanks, and thanks for ringing. I really do appreciate it. 0344 499 1000. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Hello, Damien. Hi. Hey, thanks for hanging on. What have you got? I'm going to lighten things up a bit for go, you. Go on, go on. And family as well, two in one. Um, I was given up for adoption in 1973. And I just met my biological uh, mum and sister. Wow. Before Christmas. And I just feel, I, I was just listening to Andrew and my heart goes out to him because I've had two wonderful families now that have been rooting for me for all these years, 47 years. Right, so you met your mum and she and she was up for... Because you hear these horror stories, don't you, and everyone's got expectations and mm-hmm. and it's very easy to be disappointed because, you know, lives go in different directions. So tell me as much as you can about how it came about, Damien. I'm really interested. It came about just before Christmas when I was buying some presents. I bought a DNA test for my parents' dog. <laughs> Whoa, hang on a minute. For the, on. for the dog. <laughs> yeah, for the dog. And I was talking to my other the half. The dog's been having you know. an existential crisis, doesn't know who he is anymore. <laughs> no, he's, he's fine. He, um, we just wanted to know what breed he was. You know, he's a bit of a, a mongrel. Yeah. And I said, I'd love to do this about for me, you know, where I come from, because I've always known I was adopted. And um, I said, oh, it'd probably be cheaper to just find my biological family, wouldn't it, rather than, you know, do a human DNA test. And no sooner had I said that, my other half went out, and in that time, in about half an hour, I went on Facebook. I already knew my biological sister's name. All right. How did you find that out? That was from um, the adoption agency. Okay. He uh, gave me loads of details about 10, 10 years ago. And the power of Facebook, there she was. And um, I didn't message her directly. I messaged her. Husband, because I didn't, you know, want to freak her out if she didn't know about me. Yeah. And um, he got he got in touch within five minutes, and she's been searching for you for your whole life. Oh, Damien. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and within a week we'd met. Uh, I met my sister. Then two weeks later, I met my uh, biological mum. God, what was that like standing on the doorstep of this sister? Just amazing. It just felt completely fine. You know. For years, for all my life, I think, I'd kind of been in bit in denial. I didn't need to meet them. I didn't need to know anymore. But Why? Because it felt blue, it just... sort of disloyal to your family? Yeah. Yeah, there's that element to it. And also, um, I've had such a great, you know, childhood. I've had, you know, my family's amazing. I've got, you know, my adoptive parents and an adoptive sister as well. And I couldn't have asked for more. You know, I've never had any problems with the family so I never felt the need to look any further yeah you know you know I just listened to Andrew and hearing about you know family arguments and fallouts over you know usually such silly things yeah and the longer it goes on the easier it is to just let it go 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. When you could just say what you need to say. Yeah. So but, this, so know. this sister, had, she knew about you presumably for years. Yeah. You say. Yeah, she's two two and a half years older than me. Gosh, and, does, yeah, does she remember then? Does she remember yeah. you? Yeah. Wow. She, um, yeah. Yeah, she'd been searching for me forever, but because I'd obviously had my name changed, they'd, they'd given me my name at birth, but then, of course, it's changed by the adoptive parents, and uh, she would have no, no clue of where to look for me. Gosh. So, <laughs> did you find you had a lot in common? Was it an oh. easy thing to just start a relationship? Or? Yeah. Uh, we may as well be twins. Wow. The similarities are incredible. Um, it just feels... You know, for years and years, I imagined in my mind how that would feel to meet them if I ever if I ever did, mm. not thinking it would happen. Yeah. Um, I've suffered with anxiety and depression for years, probably maybe related to, you know, to adoption issues. But I had no fear. I had no sense of anxiety or emotional upset. You know, it's, it's a very emotional thing. I just felt really great. I just felt really calm. Gosh. And my adoptive parents and my sister, you know, been my adoptive sister have been great about it as well. So yeah, were you worried about telling them that that's what you wanted to do? Or no, no. Oh, no, your sister's the one that. Uh, no, oh, my no, it was your other half, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Is your other half that? What was it? You said within five minutes, your other half had what she done? Oh no! Um, within five minutes, my my biological sister's husband had contacted Got you. me. I, I contacted him first. As sort of a, as a soft way to, to approach. And that's that's brilliant. That's really thoughtful. Well, you know, she may not have known about me and that would could you could destroy somebody's life, you know, instead yeah. of... And did you know the circumstances of your being put up for adoption or...? Yeah, yeah, I know everything. <laughs> I know everything. It was just, you know, one of those things that... My mum, my biological mum, really wanted to keep me. My biological dad absolutely didn't. And uh, at that time in the 70s, there were a few options. And uh, thankfully, they, they did the right thing and gave me the best life they could. Yeah. So uh, from the sister, then you meet the mum. What was that like? Oh, just, just the same. Amazing. Really good. So now I've got two families to deal with. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and you've got another set of birthdays to remember and all that stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> it sounds it sounds uh, great. So how would how did your mum feel about finding you? I mean, that's a ridiculous question, but what what she told you? She's told me everything. Yeah. Um, I think I've always been a really open person, and uh, they're the same. And and they, we've talked about everything. And she was very very guilty, you know. She she was felt like she had to make up for all these years, 47 years. And I said, you have nothing to be guilty for. You've given me the best, you gave me the best life possible. What were the alternatives? You know, I could have, I could have ended up anywhere, you know, or or not here at all. Yeah, or so, being raised by a dad that didn't want you. Absolutely. What's What's happened to that biological father? We don't know. Right. And we don't care. That's fine. You know, I've, I've, I kind of realise where my uh, my traits come from, and they're certainly not from him, from what I've been told about him. But right, gosh, you know, that's all good. And how is is it impacted on your mental health now? Do you? I mean, you talked about anxiety and depression. Do you feel yeah. any lift there, or a massive lift? Isn't it funny? Massively, massive, massive difference. 
you know, you can go through your life being adopted and you you think everything's fine, but you wonder if you're living the life you should be. Yeah. You question your identity because you don't know your real roots. And now I feel like I've got my real roots along with the, the nurture of the, the, the family I've grown up with. So I'm just very lucky. Very, very lucky. It's incredible. I mean, if you listen to this show, you'll know about a bit about Ian's kind of journey. I and I hate the yeah. word journey, but you know what I mean, his experiences. Yeah. And how important authenticity and being honest and living a more straightforward life have done, the difference it's made, you know? The, the, tr- this, the secret to everything in life is simplicity and authenticity. Just simplify everything as far as you can. You know, we all complicate things and we all overthink things. You know, thoughts, are, thoughts aren't things, they're just thoughts. Yeah, you're right, um, you're right. We overthink things and make things such a big, you know, big deal. When re- in reality, um, we're, we're much simpler people. We've just, we've overwhelmed ourselves, you know, with, with technology and social media and, and things like that. If we just simplify ourselves and go back to basics, small groups of friends, small, you know, family around us, they're the things you need. Do you think also sometimes accepting that there are certain people that are no good for you in your life? Oh, yeah, massively. Yeah, I, I, um, I had cancer treatment two years ago and found out exactly who the toxic people in my life were. Wow, okay. That'll do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, it's very freeing. Yeah, I've wanted to speak to Ian for a long time, actually. I've heard, you know, his, but that's his journey, you know, but I'm... I would always be here if he if he needed me. Ah, oh, you're a good one, Damien. Thanks very much for phoning. Thank you. Hey, I've, you. I've got to ask you before you go though. What's the next thing you're looking forward to? Uh, producing an album. What? I make music, so I'm going to produce an album. Right. Well, when um, you do, I want to hear about it. You will do. <laughs> All right. You give me a shout. Thanks very much, Damien. Thank you. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. It's not, it's me, I'm Catherine Boyle. I'm usually here with Ian, but he's having a couple of days off. But we shall plough on. I'm looking at some right faces here on my uh, computer screen. You know, this fashion for great big pouty lips, right? It's quite common now for, you know, girls, particularly in their sort of 20s, but, you know, women of all ages, really, to get this, this procedure done, and it's temporary, and they'll put fillers into your lips, and then uh, it will wear off after a time, and at first it can look quite different as you can imagine a bit like sort of um, a life boy or something they're massive sometimes they look like they're stuck on do you remember when we were kids you used to be able to get in a christmas cracker you'd get these fake lips plastic ones that you could put between your teeth that that kind of vibe anyway loads of people are getting them done and thanks very much for the um tweets i've had from people who've had it done themselves um oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand now i will admit to in my 20s i did, began to sort of buy into this idea you've got to remember when i was in my 20s it was all like kate moss and all these lovely bee stung lips and i've got quite thin you know i've got i'm irish stock right so i've got quite thin celtic lips that are good for um tucking in when the wind's blowing hard so 
I, I always felt a little bit like, you know, I, I needed to boost them a bit. And you could get these lip, um, I can't remember what it was called. It was like a lip gloss, but it had cinnamon in it or something. It would make your lips sting. <laughs> and that's how you end up with bigger lips, right? And it was only ever temporary. And I don't know how much it actually did because you'd convince yourself by looking in the mirror that while you're going through this kind of nettling effect on your lips, that something different was happening. Um, but really all you were doing was just making your lips tingle, right? So... And maybe they maybe they swelled up a tiny bit, but it's certainly not to the extent that people want these days. But this is sort of taking a bit of a turn. You can get anything online these days. You can get people um, selling you products that promise to do all kinds of things. And there are women these days, primarily women, but some blokes as well, who are um, doing these kind of lip fillers that they buy online, right? There's some awful stories. This is in the Sun Online at the moment. A shocking 70% of women and girls desperate for lip fillers choose their practitioners from social media. 70%. For the main... One of the main features of your face. Where plump pouts are for sale at the click of a mouse. Yet beneath the flashy adverts boasting of bargain prices and glamorous results lies a dark, unregulated trade where so-called beauticians are putting their clients' lives on the line for cash. Uh, countless Brits, including unsuspecting mums Siobhan Phelan and Kelly McVicker, have been maimed, disfigured and left in agony after being lured in by filler deals on sites like Facebook. That's why, as part of Fabulous's Have Our Fail com- campaign, I, who's this, who's writing this? Let's give it a right shout, Sophie Jane Evans. Um, I investigated Facebook Marketplace to see how easy it is to buy fillers. I found that beauticians, and she's put those in quote marks, are selling six times the recommended dose of filler, disappearing with customers' cash before the treatment date and offering lip fillers to children with no parental consent. Facebook has nearly 45 million users in the UK alone and the company posted a record profit of £68.88 billion, which is £5.23 billion um, last year. The marketplace section of the site operates in a similar way to Gumtree, where sellers can advise used goods, uh, so advertise used goods from cars and cosmetics to fashion and furniture. But the site has previously come under fire for being linked to criminals selling off stolen items and numerous scams. Um, users are meant to be at least 13 years old to access Facebook, and marketplace is supposedly only available to those aged 18 or over. But in practice, no proof of age is needed to sign up. Um, once on the platform, they're easy prey for, and again, quote, unquote, beauticians who've left customers with disfigured duck pouts and within minutes of losing their lips. I mean, imagine, you want bigger lips, you might end up with none. And so for this reason, this one is calling for tighter regulations on Britain's filler industry and for social media companies like Facebook to clamp down on dodgy practices. So, and it's got loads of, oh God, £149 for lip fillers or £60 for stuff you can do at home and... Um, hundreds of sellers advertising lip fillers on Marketplace, it says here. Anyway, it's quite an interesting one. Um, but some of these women have ended up, you know, nearly got really seriously disfigured. Oh, just be careful. Here's the other thing that I've noticed, right? And I've never had a massively easy body image, to be honest. I've always kind of thought I was massive, even when in later years you realise you're never going to be that tiny again and you were absolutely fine. What a waste it is, right? We waste our youth, particularly women, but I think blokes as well. And I know there are some of you listening out there who who will understand what I'm talking about, fellas. That we waste our youth, the time when we are at our most vibrant and most beautiful and maybe, you know, the slimmest and the trimmest we're ever going to be. We waste it worrying that we don't look like the next 
you know, the person on the advertising campaign or on... When I was a kid, it was Baywatch. You know, none of us looked like Baywatch, the Baywatch babes. Even they didn't look like the bloody Baywatch babes half the time. It was ridiculous. This kind of idea that uh, you're not good enough until you sort of work on yourself. Honestly, and you're not going to believe me if you're in your 20s. If you're listening now, if you're in your 20s or late teens... Just enjoy being gorgeous because you are and one day you'll look at photos of yourself and you'll see it. But it might be 20, 30 years. Just enjoy how you are. Ah, oh, there you go. There's my um, mummism of the day. Let's have a quick word with Geoffrey in Wigan. Hey, Geoffrey. Hello, Catherine. Hello. I bet you were gorgeous in your 20s, weren't you, Geoffrey? Actually, I was looking at pictures with a friend the other day and he saw a picture of me with an ex-girlfriend years ago and he asked if it was two lesbians. <laughs> So, I don't know. So, in other words, yes, you were gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Uh, I didn't really think so. So, I remember looking back, I looked uh, a lot better then than I do now. I so. bet your skin was glorious, your eyes were shining. Yeah, yeah. Your bum was, was in the right place. I mean, mine certainly was. Uh, yeah, it was slightly uh, less... It was more pert, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but you never appreciate it at the time. You're always trying to be someone else. Trying to be somewhere else. Yeah. I don't know about someone. Go on, tell me. So, uh, I went. Oh, I got really bored. By the time I was about eighteen, I got really bored and I had enough. So I just started saving up. Saved up for two years and I just went away. Went travelling and, and didn't come back for years. Where did you go? Um, I went through Southeast Asia, sort of without a clue or a guidebook or much money and. <laughs> I didn't appreciate things like they have different alphabets in these countries. I didn't research it very well. But then I got to Australia and New Zealand. That was really easy because, you know, same lingo, right? Well, more or less, yeah. Well, I know, there's a lot of slang. And uh, I got uh, a lot of the old uh, Pommy comments there, my gosh. Really? You didn't realise it was such a thing? No, not really, but I kept telling them, like, they was the prisoners. We're the ones that didn't get put away, you know? Oh, blimey, I'm sure they loved that one. <laughs> no, really good. no. <laughs> no, not much. So, no. so... But, yeah, it was good times, really, good times. Do you think it did you good going away, or did you just end up bringing oh, the same self back? No, different self. Family didn't really recognise when got back. Um, no, really, I was very uh, lacking in confidence completely when I went away. And by the time I came back, I'd done all these ridiculous jobs. And I don't know, was, you know, like shared room with yeah. 10, 12 people and kitchens with hundreds. And it, obviously it changes you and it opened my, um, it opened my chances of communicating with people yeah. more easily, you know. That whole thing of broadening your horizons. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. And since that, like, I've never thought anything of doing any job. Like, I'd certainly try it, you know, I'd give it a go. Because you just have to when you're doing that. Right. I've got yeah. a friend who did a similar thing, and she's got a, sim a kind of similar outlook in that nothing's forever. If you don't like oh, it, no. you can try something else. It gave her that confidence yeah. to just chuck it in, because she knows she can pick it up wherever she wants. Yeah, you kind of can, you know. Like, you just give something else a go and turn your hand to it and... You know, I never did the. Hard, I never did such a grand tour. I never did. It was never kind of. It was never an option for me. I was always going to go straight from school to university. But I did languages at university, so I was away for a year. I did six months in uh, Paris and six months in Zaragoza in you Spain. You've spoken about that before, yeah. And that's where you've got such. You, it's very strong in French, aren't you? But you, you, uh, you speak other languages as well. Just, just the French and Spanish. There's a couple of other. Slightly more than Ian. Bits and bobs. Oh yeah, well, Ian. But Ian says it with such 
conviction that, you know, there's no telling him he's not speaking whatever it might be. But what I learned from that time is that home is wherever you decide it, it, it needs to be. Quite, quite. I did get a bit fed up of being foreign at some times. Yeah, having to explain things. Yeah, but I still do now. Like I live, I live in the northwest now, and I come from Essex, so I still have to explain on a daily basis why I sound like this. I bet they call you a Cockney, don't they? They call me worse than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cockney's the first word, yeah. <laughs> I'm the other way around. I've lived down south since I was ten, and I think part of the reason why I kept hold of my accent, which, by the way, is not as strong as it was, but still, I it's, bet. it's yeah. noticeable. I think part of it was that it was made a big deal of, and so in a way, I kind of stuck mm-hmm. my heel, stuck my heels in a bit, you know. Yeah, I think you do. Yeah, I think you do. Because for the first time, you can hear your own voice twanging away, different from everyone else's. And it really uh, it sticks out like a sore thumb, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you still find that down south now or not really? Oh, God, yeah. We had a, um, yeah. a double glazing salesman come the other day and there were a number of things he did to, that, let's just say, didn't ingratiate himself. Right. But um, it sort of took the mickey out of my accent at one point and I thought, mate, you're trying to sell me something. Away. Yeah, it's... Uh, the yellow pages over there, right? It's not cool. Exactly. It's not cool. And also, he tried to school... Oh, this is the best one. He tried to school me on... I was wearing a Kiss T-shirt. Right. Um, and then we got talking about various kind of music things, or rather, he got talking about it, and he tried Lovely. to school me on, basically, on the zombies and the animals, people we've actually interviewed. So I held back, but I was thinking, all right, now, just sell me some windows and bugger off because you're not helping here at all. Uh, do you know what I'd do? I'd order about 20 windows for an house down the road that <laughs> they don't like. <laughs> well, in the end, he gave us a quote that we got matched and, and beaten, so it worked out for our in our favour. But, um, I mean, some people, some people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably time to move on for them. I think it's the older xenophobia, isn't it, still? Uh... There is, do you know what? There's a little bit of north-south stuff... You're not, yeah, there really is, yeah, yeah. It was worse 20 years ago when I come up here, but yeah. it's, uh, oh God. It's, still, well, it's still there, yeah. When I first moved down south, people in my school thought I was American. Oh, wow. Yeah, because it's that kind of town where no one ever leaves and no one ever comes in. <laughs> no one ever comes back if they do leave. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but anyway. It, it, anyway, I thought I'd give you a nice... Thanks very much, Jeffrey. Um, no worries, mate. Uh, what, what's the next thing you're looking forward to? Uh, oh, wow, well, I just uh, restarted my business today, so tomorrow I've got to get in touch with a company's house and get a VAT number and all that nonsense and get some business cards done, and I've still not published that bleeding book, and there's lots of things going on. It's good. All right. Thanks very much for letting me know. Good luck with it. It sounds like a nightmare, but at the same time, you sound excited about it, so that's it, all. Uh, nightmares keep me alive. Wow, okay. All right. On that bombshell. Thanks, Jeffrey. <laughs> See you later. Good to speak to you. 0344 499 1000 is the phone number to call. We can talk about whatever you want to. We've been talking a bit about families and the complicated thing that is family. Um, but, you know, as we've just heard, you can talk about whatever the hell you want in whatever the hell accent you got. Uh, you can send a text uh, via 87222. Just remember to start your text with the word talk and that text will cost you 25p plus your standard network charge. Or you can send me a tweet either at Talk Radio or at Flippin' Cath with a K and no G at Flipping Cath. Uh, but really, I'd like to hear your voice. 0344 499 1000. Coming up after the break, I think we will get a little bit spooky and I'll tell you about the exorcist's wife who claims she was possessed by something that came out of the Ouija board. 
I know, but let's just let's just go with it for now. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. And I've also got a story about oh, uh, husband's dis- distressing and disturbing request. Not like that, you pervert. 0344 499 1000. You're listening to Talk Radio. I'm Catherine Boyle. It'll be me today and tomorrow. Then Ian Lee will be back as usual uh, on Monday. So, um, yeah, while the cat's away and all that, you're listening to Talk Radio. Talk Radio.